God has created for us a new heaven and a new earth wherein dwelleth righteousness. And God gave the Apostle John a vision of the new Jerusalem, of this new heaven and new earth. One time God said to me, in the air. I knew that was part of a scripture. I looked it up and it was First Thessalonians chapter 4 concerning the resurrection of those who have died and also the resurrection of those who are still living on the earth when Jesus returns. And the thing that he says is that the dead in Christ will rise first. But then those who are still living on the earth, Jesus will send his angels and those who are still alive on this earth will be gathered together and taken to Jesus in the air. Now, why would they be in the air? Because God will destroy this present earth and heaven at the end time. It won't even be here. So a new heaven and new earth has been created by God for us who are the elect of God. Let's look at some scripture on this subject. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Such a comforting scripture. The Apostle Paul says starting at verse 13. But I would not have you to be ignorant brethren concerning them which are asleep. That means dead. Concerning the dead. I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are dead, that ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not go before them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore comfort one another with these words. Jesus will take the ones who are still living on this earth because some will not die. Some people will be alive on this earth. Some of the elect of God will be alive on this earth at the time Jesus returns. They will not see a physical death, but they will be taken into heaven to meet Jesus and those who have been resurrected from the dead. And everyone will be taken at that time to the new heaven and new earth Matthew chapter 24, verses 29 through 31, Jesus says, Immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened, and the moon shall not give her light, 
and the stars shall fall from heaven, and the powers of the heavens shall be shaken. And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven, and then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn, not rejoice, mourn. Now why would they mourn? The elect of God will rejoice, but the world will mourn. The apostate churches who have set aside the word of God and follow another doctrine, they aren't going to be glad to see Jesus coming in the air because they will be destroyed when Jesus comes through the air. Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 8 tells us that. They will be destroyed. So they're not going to rejoice. They think they are, but they're not going to. But the elect of God will rejoice. But he says when they see him coming through the air, then shall all tribes of the earth mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. He will be in the air. They will see him in the clouds. It doesn't actually say that he is coming to this present earth. And look what it says in verse 31. And he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet, and they shall gather together his elect from the four winds from one end of heaven to the other. The angels will gather us, and at the time we are gathered to be taken into the new heaven, we're going to be given new spiritual bodies. We will not have these fleshly bodies that we have today. We are given new spiritual bodies. Paul tells us that in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 51 through 53. Paul says, Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all die, but we shall be changed. In the moment, in the twinkling of an eye at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption. This body that we have is corruptible in the sense that it gets disease, it gets pain, it decays, and we die. But in the new spiritual body, it will not, we will not die. We are a spirit. A spirit does not see death. We're changed into a spirit. Paul also says in 1 Corinthians 15 that as we have borne the image of the earthly, we will also bear the image of the heavenly. Our parents had physical bodies. We were born, when we were a baby, into a physical body. That's the image of the earthly. But when we are born again, we are in the image of the Spirit of God. And when these fleshly bodies are left behind, we will have new spiritual bodies. And we will be as God, who is a spirit. Let's read 1 Corinthians 15, 
51 through 53 again. Behold, I show you a mystery, says Paul. We shall not all sleep. We shall not all die. But we shall all be changed. In the moment, in a twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed into the new spiritual body. How fast will it happen? Blink. In the twinkling of the eye. Just blink. That's how fast. You'll have no time to say goodbye to anyone. You'll have no time to do anything else. You'll be changed that fast. Blink your eye once again. See how fast you'll be changed? Into the new spiritual body. We read about the new heaven and new earth. In Revelation 21, God gave the Apostle John a vision of the new heaven, new earth. Verse 1, John says, And I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow, nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain. Why? Because we won't have these fleshly bodies. If we didn't have these fleshly bodies, there would be no physical pain. There would be no death. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. The Apostle Peter tells us what will happen to this current earth. Second Peter chapter 3, start at verse 10. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. Why as a thief in the night? Because all of the people of this world and this apostate church who gather together reputations of men and people praise them and exalt them, and they gather together all their houses and all their properties and their big jobs on this earth, it will all be gone. Everything you can see with your natural eye will be destroyed by God at the end of this world. Every building will be destroyed. Everything. One time they came to Jesus, Matthew 24, and the disciples were calling to Jesus' attention, the temple. And they had precious stones in the temple. I think that's somewhere in Luke that it tells about the precious stones in the temple. And they were in awe of the temple 
and they showed Jesus. And he said, at the end, there will not be one stone left upon another. It'll all be gone. And it shocked the disciples. Well, that's the way it's going to be at the end of the world. See, it will steal from those who have their treasure on this earth. They've accumulated all these things and all this reputation. It'll all be for nothing. It'll all be gone when God destroys this heaven and earth as we know it today. So Peter is saying, But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night in which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also, and the works that are therein, shall be burned up. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought ye to be in all holy conversation and godliness, looking for and hastening unto the coming of the day of God, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth wherein dwells righteousness. Several years ago, God got my attention on verse 13 of this new heaven and new earth wherein dwelleth righteousness And God explained to me, you will never make this present earth righteous, no matter what you do. You're not going to be able to do that. It's the new heaven and the new earth wherein dwelleth righteousness. Right now, the elect of God are the ones who are righteous on this earth. And as the elect of God goes forward, following the Spirit of God, doing what he says, They will endure unto the end and be taken into the new heaven and the new earth, wherein dwelleth righteousness. Verse 14, Wherefore, beloved, seeing that ye look for such things, be diligent that ye may be found of him, of Jesus, when he returns, that you will be in peace. Be diligent to keep yourself in peace. You cannot be grieved and be in peace. You cannot be troubled and be in peace. You cannot be concerned about something that's ahead or perceived to be ahead of you and be in peace. Nor can you be concerned about something that's going on right now in your life and be in peace. Then how can we live in peace? It's really very simple. We live in peace by doing what Paul said In Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, will keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus, the word of God. When we are troubled about something, we need to stop and pray immediately. God, help me with this, please. Please restore my joy. Please help me. And we need to trust God to do that. And he does do that. Then Paul says, verse 7, 
And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, will keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus the Word. I can give you this simple illustration. In 2021, some thoughts came to me. I'm 83 years old at the time. Oh, what will you do if this happens? What if this happens? What will happen to you? And I said, oh, God, help me. And I heard, God will supply all your need. I said, oh, that's right. God will supply all my need. So I was rejoicing. See, the devil tries to torment you with thoughts. We turn to God. He sends his word to us, which in this case was God will supply all your need, which he sent me by the Holy Spirit who reminded me of this. And then I was saying, oh, yes, that's right. And I was rejoicing. So the devil torments you. You turn to God. The Holy Spirit comes to bring you the word from God. And you're rejoicing. And that's how it works. So you have the peace of God which passes all understanding. And that's, that's just exactly what happens. The thing we have to do is to remember to turn to God with the trouble. We're going along without any problem whatsoever, and all of a sudden, it hits. Either something breaks down, or someone writes us and brings us something that grieves us. And we're sitting there tormented, and we turn to God in our grief and say, Please, Help me. Restore my soul. And he does. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. So we keep ourselves continually as we wait for the return of Jesus. We keep ourselves in a state of peace continually so that when Jesus returns, We will be in peace. That means we're connected to God because you can't be in peace without connecting with God in prayer. It also makes us worthy to escape that which is coming upon the earth because we're connecting ourselves with God in prayer, second by second. So Peter says in verse 14 of 2 Peter chapter 3, Wherefore, beloved, seeing that ye look for such things, be diligent that ye may be found of him in peace without spot and blameless, correcting ourselves continually, judging ourselves by the word of God, living in peace, living in the fruits of the Spirit, following the Spirit of God, thereby living in the fruits of the Spirit of God. And as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. That's in Romans chapter 8, verse 14. Thank you for allowing me to speak with you today.